this be one of the best moments of your life. You're listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business with Senior Editor Dennis Estopase. Good day, I'm Dennis Estopase and welcome to Wednesdays with John Mangan, a podcast to be anchored by John Mangan, a columnist for the Business Mirror newspaper and who operates a website titled mangononmarkets.com. Mr. Mangon will share with us one of the many pieces he wrote for his column titled Outside the Box, which is published every Tuesday and Thursday in the op-ed section of the Business Mirror. We hope you enjoy your Wednesday with John Mangon. What really changed since 9-11? The world stopped on a morning in New York 20 years ago. It does not matter if you were an old man or not even born. The world has not been the same since then, and every life has been affected in the ensuing time. There have been several defining events that, like 9-11 that signaled a forever change. The British television series Downton Abbey captures such a moment. At a garden party, Lord Grantham speaks out, quote, Ladies and gentlemen, I very much regret to announce that we are at war with Germany. Nothing is the same after that. On August 4th, 1914, the world was effectively at war. Almost everything that happened geopolitically, technologically, and economically had some roots back to that date, even now. Remember the uh, first man on the moon event? was part of a space race between the USSR and the US. A major reason that there was a USSR was because of the overthrow of Tsar Nicholas II and the Romanov family because the Imperial Russian army suffered disastrous defeats on the Eastern Front of World War One. So what has changed since 9-11? On October 26, 2001, the US Congress passed the Patriot Act. This law allowed the U.S. government to have unprecedented power all in the name of national security. The Patriot Act included three main provisions. Expanded surveillance abilities of law enforcement, more interagency communication to use all available resources in counterterrorism efforts, and an expanded list of activities which would qualify as terrorism. In violation, at least before the law, of the U.S. Constitution, the government had authorization for indefinite detention without trial of immigrants and gave permission to law enforcement to search property and records without a warrant. Some provisions have been changed, but the spirit of the Patriot Act is firmly in place. Spoken by U.S. politician Barry Goldwater, extremism in defense of liberty is no vice. We must be extremely vigilant to ensure those liberties associated with freedom of speech are not constrained. Yet that has changed since 9-11. Hey, remember those pictures last year of certain Filipino public officials violating COVID health protocols? 
from the UK newspaper the Daily Mail quote journalists could face up to 14 years in prison for stories embarrassing the government like those pictures of Filipino public officials last year under proposed changes to the UK Official Secrets Act that would treat that embarrassment as if the journalists were foreign spies. However, the major transformation since 9-11 is economic. There used to be a time when governments and politicians that run those governments cared about financial responsibility. While Keynesian economics calls for governments borrowing money to stimulate an economy during bad times, the other side was to pay back the loans during good times. To recover from the economic damage caused by the 9-11 event, governments needed to borrow. Note the word needed, in the sense that if a typhoon destroys your house or business, you need to borrow money to rebuild. But since then, fiscal restraint no longer exists. Even in the five years after 9-11, U.S. government debt increased by about 50%. However, as a percentage of gross domestic product, it went from 55% to over 110% of GDP. U.S. government spending increased by about 20%. In 2006, the budget deficit was 1.8% of GDP. Currently, it's at 13%. Every crisis since 9-11 was an opportunity to borrow and spend. Currently, the total U.S. government debt is 10 times larger than in 2001. Global government debt has soared to 356% of GDP from 60% in 2001. Worst case scenario? What happens if the third world decides, as it did in the 1970s, to borrow the same way that the first world is doing now? And don't be ignorant and say it already has. The Philippine government debt to GDP is 63% and the budget deficit is 7.4%. Thank you for listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Business Mirror. Until next time.